Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello, um, this is just a cheeky sort of bonus episode. It's not even really an episode. It's sort of like a, a, a snippet, a, um, a a canapé, a little a little aperitif or a, a taster of a podcast. I don't know what I'm going on about. Anyway, uh, if you've heard this week's episode already, firstly, well done you, you bloody hero of the people. Um, secondly, you'll have already heard my interview uh, with the brilliant Bob Singer, uh, the master youth coach, um, which was uh, just a conversation I really enjoyed having because Bob's got... Bob's got a way of talking about the human side of things. Um, I know a lot of the times on the podcast, uh, we've got a lot of fat. We've who does this podcast apart from me? It is only me. God, this is a really worrying side that I'm referring to myself as more than one person. Anyway, I know on the podcast often there's lots of facts and figures and all that sort of nonsense. And actually, I think more often it's the human side of the story that needs to be told. Like, how does this directly affect people? How do people feel about things rather than what the uh, the numbers are? Um, I mean, we've, the, you know, if, if that uh, hasn't already been proved by the last couple of years of elections, then what has? Um, so uh, anyway, here is a little bonus bit of Bob. Uh, after we did the main bit of the interview, we carried on talking. And this is that bit of that chat uh, where we discuss uh, Bob's views on um, Brexit, um, some more stuff about working with young people. And then also a little bit of his views uh, both on comedians and Game of Thrones, um, you know, just because. So anyway. I hope you enjoy, and uh, here is some bonus Bob. No, but what you did is, I mean, because like the whole thing of, I mean, the re- one of the reasons my podcast so long is I like when I started doing it, it's been going for two years now. Um, and, and and what's really nice, the podcast hosts, uh, the people that host it are now really trying to push it and they're trying to get it like, you know, uh, more listeners and stuff. But they, but the the whole thing was I wanted to interview people where they don't just get like you know in the news you hear someone give their opinion mm. and they're on for like three minutes and then they cut and you're like you get those sound bites. And I'm like no, I want to talk to people so that people can tell me over twenty minutes to half an hour and say or, or longer or whatever and say this is what the problem is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you can get into it like that. You know, I think you people can, are crying out for that. Yeah, people are crying out for that. You know, I'm not. I'm not uh, joking about this thing about meaningful conversations. No, no, like, no. You know, people are like, come and tell me in five minutes. And I'm like, shut your fucking mouth. That's the problem. And mm. they're like, pardon? You can't swear at me? I'm like, yes, I can, mum. <laughs> <And I'm> so- 
so you know, it really comes down to that. I mean, like, let's take the like, what else are you doing? That's someone going. I get phone calls from people like my son's involved in gangs, um, but I've only got five minutes to discuss it because I've got to go to the cinema later on. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding with me, ain't you? Like, what else is more important to you? Like, serious. I mean, I mean. Whatever Lost, I mean, Lost is not on now, but whatever Throne, Game of Thrones I don't watch is not more important than this. And, and, and if you can't spend one hour or half an hour learning about this shit, then I don't know if you're not part of the problem here. You know, this is not going to be a Twitter thing. This is not going to be on a Facebook feed. And, and what's happened is we've given the kind of responsibility of the nurturing of our children to the government mm. and even worse to fucking dicks like Boris. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Depressing, isn't it? Like, would Boris be, would you have Boris as your childminder? No, no, I wouldn't let him anywhere near my kids. No, no, no. Like that's uh, keep him as far away as possible. I, do you know if if you get um? Well, firstly, what I was gonna say is uh, I can't believe you don't watch Game of Thrones. It's all about a really long winter and trying to get through it. So I mean, well, I that's totally it. up that's your street, mate. That's yeah, I know exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> 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 up your street, but <laughs> but the but there's hey, um, I've, I was... I've been the Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> but there's a there's a, there's an article last week. I'll, I'll send it to you about about the the history of the the Johnson family, right? The Boris and I was like, oh, I'm going to read this because like, it explains why they're so psychologically messed up, and it's kind of interesting. But there is a bit where John, his 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 dad's talking about when before he became London mayor, and he's like, oh well, he once uh, was in this production of Richard the Second, and he forgot his lines, so he just made them up, and he got through it, so he'll be able to get through being a mayor. And I was like. That's not a job qualification. That's being an arsehole on stage, right? I've done acting. If the if the actor next to me like pisses about and makes up their own lines, they fuck it up for everyone else, right? They're being a proper arsehole. Yeah, <laughs> like you but, just read I mean, it. That's no, not I a think, fucking good thing. I think we live in a parallel. Oh, sometimes wake up and say, "Have I? I'm literally Narnia in a parallel universe." Like when people go, "No, we vote for him because he says it how it is." You know, he's he he he, he offends people. I'm thinking. What? The geezer in the pub that's swearing at the fucking birds. He's offending people and saying it what he believes in his mind. You don't want him to fucking be the mayor. I mean, how how have we been convinced that that is the fucking criteria of competence here? Um, and, 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 and listen, I, one thing I didn't cover, but I think... Oh, yeah. I, well, I, I can, I can you... use the power of editing if you want to say anything. <laughs> no, I, no, can, no, uh, I, I can throw it in earlier. The, the podcast that I heard uh, last night um, were like you had this kind of the Brexit thing, and it was like this wicked uh, jingle that you had. Oh yeah, the Brexit uh, fallout jingle. Yeah. yeah, listen, <laughs> yeah. My little two pennies worth on that is, in the last year, especially the last year, I have had dealings with you know civil servants. We are in like where the, there is no. Nothing happening in our government. Like, literally, the Home Office, the Ministry of Justice, and I'll probably get in trouble if you put this out, but you know, people that I speak to basically say, we don't know anything because we're going through Brexit. Like, it's, it's, we have kind of almost paralysed our, ourselves. So civil servants who run, you know, who run the government, um, who are, you know, putting things in place... Everything is like we don't know what's going on. Mm. Like we don't know what exists, and and that is really dangerous for us. Um, like the uncertainty 
of what it would look like post Brexit has created uh, just um, a slowdown, uh, not even a slowdown, just a, a, a on pause, and 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 that affects every single day. Every single day, people that I've spoken to said, well, "I don't even know if I'm going to have a job," so can't plan. So um, I mean, man, it, it's like I just there's there's so many things that annoy me and upset me about Brexit. But yeah, the simple fact that money and time is going on that while people are properly suffering, can't find homes, and you're like, and David Davis is fucking about kind of going forgetting what he said the day before, and you're like, this is like, do you know I, I, the way I'm explaining to people? Like, um, when I was a kid, I can't remember what the exact moment was, but there was a moment when I realised my parents were also winging it in life. Like, I think yeah. it was like my dad couldn't work out how to put batteries in a toilet or something like that, and I was yeah. like, oh wow, you're you're not like in, you're not in charge, right? You're like you're just another yeah. human. And this government is the first government, even with like I fucking hated David Cameron and all that, but even they seemed competent. Do you know what I mean? I didn't like what they did, but I could see why they were in, you know, they knew they knew what they were doing, even if what they were doing I hated. This government, I feel like you're fucking idiots. I could do this, right? I could do a better job. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what I mean by winter. Because while we're in the winter, it seems like this is shit. This is really bad. But we've got incompetent government. And what, what, what the spring is going to tell us is we'll remember, oh, shit, we can do a lot of stuff ourselves. Like, actually, the government weren't doing stuff. You know, what makes this country great? What makes, you know, like, when we remember how great this country is, when we remember, you know, great individuals, it's not the government. You know, it wasn't a government strategy that made this country great. You know, no policy, good guidance, policy practice. I mean, youth workers that say, oh, no, no, we need to write this guidance thing in this paper, this white paper, and we send it out to everyone. Fucking no one reads that shit. Yeah. yeah, That's not what makes the difference. It takes fucking courage. It takes fucking a little bit of crazy shit. It takes a little bit of, "Mm, I might get hurt here or at least feel a bit uncomfortable or offended, and I need to... I need to go. Literally, I need to come out of my house, stop the TV, go outside, and have a look around, have a conversation, and that makes a huge impact. Like what is happening in our in our communities when people are being friendly in Tesco's, and that's what makes the difference. The government are you know, not going to do this, and what what these fuckers are showing us is these definitely not going to do it. So we've it's exposed our own our own kind of lie, or our own kind of falsehood that David Cameron was doing something because at least he said the right things. Like, people in America know that Trump is not going to do anything. Like, not anything good. So they've started to realize, listen, I've got to get my own job. And they had to, that, it's good that they're realizing that. Like, the spring that will come, there's a reason why it's called Arab, Arab Spring. Yeah, not yeah, Arab course, yeah. Winter or yeah, yeah. Arab fucking <laughs> Autumn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when it comes, oh, fuck. I've got agency in my life. And the conversations that I have with young people is, yes, sorry. Like, genuinely, I think I put a YouTube video up on, uh, 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 I put it, oh, no, I put it on Facebook, where sometimes I sit with young people and I hear the horror stories. And when I mean young people up to 25, there was one girl, she was fucking held in a dungeon in Bangladesh by her dad because she was a lesbian. So she's come to this country. She's fucking highly traumatized. And people are like, you got to go and get a job. you got to go and sign on. She's like, uh, I'm scared to see the, you know, like, I'm scared of confined spaces. But she doesn't want to talk about the dungeon. 
So people are not, not listening, not having a conversation with her. Like, she's not trying to bunk off the job center. She's genuinely trying to deal with trauma. And, and um, what I'm saying is we've got to slow down. And what I said to her, you know, I'm hearing these stories, like four or five different stories. And I just went, sorry. I am sorry you've got to deal with this shit. We can't possibly, like, make this okay. There are still going to be dickheads. Potentially, it might even get worse. And I'm sorry about that. But I have hope and some sort of something, some craziness that says, you're going to be able to deal with this. Like, it's not the government. Like, you're not going to be able to get a job center advisor. This is going to be the, maybe the people in the room you don't have to just create a community, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on fucking Snapchat, but you're going to have to find something. Otherwise, it's going to be shit. Yeah. And they just look at me and they're like, well, I'm scared. And I'm like, okay, I hear that. And they're like, well, what can you do to help? And I'm like, I only got one trick. You know, like, I can sit and talk to you. I can listen to you. And they're like, yeah, I'm feeling better because I haven't told anyone else this. Yeah, I was going to say the thing that you do is you're you're human with them. Do you know what I mean? You're you're yeah, a human with them, and there's not enough there's not enough humanity at all at the moment. Yeah, there's no there's no giving a shit that other people have feelings and fears, and you know it's it's so cold. I just think everything like you say it's the winter. Everyone's so cold about everything and so shut off. And uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's weird. Like well, you know, it's the same. I, I try like the whole Brexit thing. I travel up and down. The, you know, all I see online is everyone being so angry about it. I travel up and down the country. I mean, like, not angry. I mean, like being vicious to each other about mm. it. I travel up and down the country doing these comedy gigs. If I mention Brexit, the audience will be split. There'll be some that wanted to remain, some that wanted to leave, but they'll all get on. We'll all have a laugh about it and go, yeah, the government are being shit about it or whatever, you know. And then we can have a chat afterwards. But like just engaging face to face. Makes the hell yeah. of a difference. Like people are all right, you know. Not not everyone's like nasty, <laughs> you know. Won't be nasty in a face to face situation. It's I don't know this. Uh, listen, anyway, yeah. I've um. Oh god. Listen, Sorry. Well, yeah, just one final thing, man. One yeah, final yeah, go for it. yeah, sure. Just to throw it into this Brexit thing. Um, my parents come from India, mm. and so they come from the Punjab, which is was really affected by the British Raj and the partition. And when they you know separated separated the Punjab, they partitioned the British partitioned Punjab and created Pakistan. Now, throughout British history or imperialism, colonialism, there's been a central strategy of how to win, how to have dominance and superiority. And it's called divide and rule. People fucking know this shit, man. They know it. You learn it in history. So when people say, listen, we got to go back to the good old days, what they fucking mean is we know how to fucking win. We know how to be superior. We know how to get our agenda. It's to get the people to fight. And that's what Brexit is. Like, it is classic strategy of war, mm. of imperialism and colonialism. Like, Reese Mogg and these guys, they, they know that shit. They're harking for those days. They're like, how can we get Labour voters to argue amongst themselves... And while they argue amongst themselves, we'll privatize this shit to fucking G4S. Yeah. This is old school tactics. They went to India, they went to Africa, they went to fucking Asia, everywhere we go. 
and we're going to get people to battle themselves. So when you go and speak about Brexit and you see that manifestation, that's what that is. That manifestation is that I, I say to people, if you vote for Brexit, I, I'm your brother. I'm the same people. Like, no, I'm not going with that. The main thing, when the vote happened, it fucking kicked off. There were people in my timeline, people like, just ban those. If you voted for Brexit, I'm going to ban you. I'm like, what are you doing? This is the central strategy. You have accepted the central strategy of the people that are trying to fuck you. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, what are you doing? We have to hear why people voted for Brexit. We have to hear that. We have to hear that. If we don't, then... While we are arguing, they're stealing everything that we got. And I, I'm willing to hear Boris. I'm like, I'm, I'm willing to hear them. I'm willing to hear they go, we want more money. Okay, let's find a way of how you can have more money, if that's all you want. I don't mind that. I, I think, good, no problem. How much actually money do you want? Like, if you sit down with people that go, oh, no, it's all about the money, no problem. How much do you want? Like, genuinely. Like, let, let them have some more. No problem. I want this. It's not too much to ask. Just don't kill me. I don't want my children to die. So I'm happy with that. And and I, and I think it's, uh, it's fascinating. But what has happened is it, it's exposed the need that we need to speak to each other. And I, I respect you. I'll genuinely honor you um, because you've chosen something that you should not be choosing, that this is not a good career. Speaking in front of, like, this is not, this is, you're mentally ill. Yeah, yeah, I know that, yeah. Speaking in front of a crowd of people where they might punch and kick you and hate on you, it's, it's something that's not a normal behaviour. Like, like, oh, yeah. Because we, I, we, you know, it's, it, amongst comedians, we describe it as an illness. We don't talk yeah. about comedy as like a job, it's an illness. Yeah, man. And and without that, without that, per, like, cause what you're doing is you're creating a space where they're going to have a meaningful, like, your jokes are not about just nothing. And what it does is it creates a space for them. Like, your job and my job is not that much different. You put yourself yeah. into an uncomfortable place and kind of invite other people to come in. Like, if people are going to laugh about paedophilia, if people are going to laugh about economic downfall and people killing themselves and... So what happens is they're going into an uncomfortable place and they kind of explore that thing and then they can come back. And what happens is that it reminds that they can do that with other people. Like the, the, the journey home from one of your gigs where they go, yeah. well, what are you saying? I don't actually believe in that. No, he's uh, da, 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 da. He's actually what spring looks like. Yeah. You know, that, that's the hopefulness. The hopefulness is we might actually start speaking to each other. Like we might actually having a dialogue about what we like we might listen to each other, and uh, you know if that happens, then I'll take ten Borises. <laughs> I really, I really don't want ten Borises. I mean, I, I fully agreed with everything you said until that point. Yeah. I will do. So there you go. There was some bonus Bob. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, don't forget Bob is on Twitter at Bob Singer. That's uh, B-O-B-S-I-N-G-H-A. Uh, and you can find his website at BobSinger.com. Um, I hope you enjoyed that little bonus episode. Uh, the proper episode uh, will be next week on Tuesday. That's going to be uh, with an interview uh, with John Hooper all about the upcoming Italian elections, which are bonkers. And I mean, really, if you ever want to feel better about UK politics, have a listen to that. Um, also, please, obviously, don't 
donate to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash parpolebro. Uh, buy me a coffee at Kofi, ko-fi.com forward slash parpolebro. Review the show on iTunes and all those other places. Um, and please just spread the word. I really want to get this show even more listeners if possible. So just tell everyone you know um, if you've got a favourite podcast reviewer or people that write about podcasts on blogs or in papers, please just drop them a line um, and just, just let them know that this exists and to give it a listen. That would be much appreciated. Right, uh, pod perative over. Goodbye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.